global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Brown University, where the new executive master in cybersecurity prepares leaders in law, technology, and business to face tomorrow's greatest threats. The Brown University executive master in cybersecurity. Strategy is the best security. Apollo Global Management agreeing to buy grocery train Fresh Market for $28.50 a share in cash, or almost $1.4 billion. And fresh market shares are up 22% this morning. Starwood Hotels and Resorts Worldwide saying it received an unsolicited takeover proposal from a group of companies. It's up more than 7%. U.S. stock index futures lower with S&P E-mini futures down 3.5 points. Dow E-mini futures down 13. NASDAQ E-mini futures down 4. DAX in Germany is up 1.6%. Ten-year Treasury up 2.30 seconds. The yield 1.97%. NYMEX crude oil down 2.1% or 81 cents to 37.69 a barrel. COMEX gold down to percent or two dollars forty cents to twelve fifty seven an ounce. The euro a dollar eleven ten. The yen one thirteen point seven zero. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Michael McKee has a host of questions for our guest Richard Haas of the Council on Foreign Relations. Quickly, um, a, a guy with a, I think a right wing persuasion out on Twitter, Republican persuasion, just asked a brilliant question: Why do Europeans or anybody else, for that matter? Give us the criticism we do when the U.S. taxpayer is providing for international defense. This free ride off of the United States with our military might. Give us an update on where that stands. Is that a correct observation? Well, the, the only way to defend it is the United States has paid the lion's share of what, say, what NATO has spent, not as a favor to the Europeans, but as a favor to ourselves. One of the lessons we learned from World War II is the balance of power in Europe and other places beyond the United States is in the U.S. national interest. And in some places, the Europeans just don't have certain capacities. Should they do more? Yes. It's not even more than how much they spend. They should integrate it more. They should specialize because there's no, there's no system in Europe so that this country, say, focuses on air forces as opposed to land yeah. force as opposed to naval. Yeah. So the, the whole is less than the sum of its parts. But again, it's not just giveaways, uh, from the United States. It's, it's something that we do because it makes, you know, we have benefited tremendously from the stability in Europe. And we, benefit for, out of all this from being the world's reserve currency and in ways people I don't think understand at all. Uh, absolutely. Look, there's, there's a lot of benefits that comes from the United States being what I would describe as first among unequals in uh, the world. And we have to think twice and then three times if we're thinking about moving away from that, uh, from that position. I think the Middle East is a frightening glimpse of what, ha- what could happen, the worst case possible, when the United States essentially says we're going to back away from a set of uh, involvement. So I'm not suggesting that would necessarily be replicated in other parts of the world, but imagine what, what Asia would look like if the U.S.-Japanese or U.S.-South Korean relationships were not seen as robust. You would suddenly have a region, I believe, of more conflict, more proliferation, and, and worse. So the United States needs to stay involved in these parts of the world, which are, are simply not self-regulating. Now you've written a piece called The Inbox of the Next Commander-in-Chief. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have two hours to sit and talk with you, so let's... What's at the top of the inbox? What's the scariest thing out there that whoever the takes The scariest office? thing for Richard Haas is three hours with you. <laughs> What's the second scariest thing out there? Uh, just a couple of things uh, out there. One is going to be how do we persuade Iran's neighbors uh, not to develop nuclear options or hedges of their own against the uncertainty of where Iran might be down the road? 
What do we do about North Korea's nuclear uh, program? North Korea, possibly during the time of the next presidency, will be able to miniaturize nuclear weapons and put them on weapons. Missiles that can reach the United States. Are we prepared to tolerate that? If so, how do we, uh, how do we, how do we deal with that? Then you've got any number of, uh, traditional issues dealing with, with China, uh, with, with, with Russia. Uh, you know, I could go on and on and just look at some other issues we haven't even talked about. How to, how to govern cyberspace. How to, how to deal with the threat of an international pandemic. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a long, long list of regional and, and global issues out there. You've been at this a long time. Are you more concerned about uh, what's going on in the world than you have been in many years? Uh, I hate to be pessimistic, and my kids call me Debbie Downer, but the short answer is yes. Uh, I'm worried about two things in the combination. I'm I'm worried about a world that's unraveling in a lot of places and where capacity is spreading. More and more places have the means to do things. They're making more and more decisions on their own, deferring to us a lot less. And I worry that we, to some extent, have, have opted out in many cases. And we simply don't have the consensus or we don't have the will. So this combination of an America that's, that's divided and distracted right. and a world that's unraveling is a toxic combination. You are carefully bipartisan, or I should say nonpartisan, at CFR. You have a history with Republican politics. What would you like to hear at a Republican convention? Not just the main speech of whoever it is, but the set of speeches at a GOP convention. The last Republican president who I thought got it right on foreign policy was George Herbert Walker Bush. It's a few years ago. Yeah, it's twenty. It's it's twenty twenty five years ago, and it had a sense of American leadership in the world, but it wasn't uh, unilateralism. It was working with others. We were trying to do things in the world, but we weren't trying to remake the societies of other countries. For the most part, it had a sense of uh, limits. It understood the need for a strong society and economy at home, so, if you will, to balance guns and butter. I want to see that sort of thing again. If uh President Bush agreed to come back or somebody like him were to take office again, though, could we recreate that in the sense that, uh, as you say, the world is making its own decisions now? Is it too late for American It's much more difficult. The honest answer is it's much more difficult because capacity in many forms is spread around the world, whether it's military capacity or technology. And I also think there's been a loss of confidence in American reliability. I, I disagree with President Obama, his recent interview in Atlantic Magazine. I think we've paid an enormous price for what he said he would do and then didn't do in, in Syria. It raised fundamental questions about the strength of uh, American commitments. I also think we've paid a price for the dysfunction at home. Mm. All these years of sequester, of threatened government shutdowns, of not being able, say, to pass the TPP or other legislation that we've negotiated. So the rest of the world has come to see the United States, quite correctly, as a less predictable place. Mm. It's very hard to be a great power who is not reliable <clears throat> and predictable. We'll uh, get a message into uh, President Bush to see if he can serve another four years. He will celebrate, Michael, June 12th, his 92nd birthday. And uh, happy birthday to him. Yes. I covered his presidency. He was uh, uh, one of the nicest people you ever met. Yeah. Richard Oss, thank you so much with the council on foreign relations. Can't say enough about their campaign 2016. Actual intelligence and discourse on the nation's issues. What a shock that is. Campaign 2016 out at CFR. Michael McKee and Tom Keen to get your Monday ready on economics, finance, investment, and international relations. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Land Rover. Adventures yours for the taking. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special lease and financing offers. Land Rover, above and beyond.